the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, what kind of people do you expect to find in church? Yes, what kind of people do you expect to find in church? Maybe an even better question to ask ourselves is this, is what kind of people do you think should be in church? Now, typically, when we think of churchgoers, we think of people who wear nice suits and look nice with their dresses and skip their way into church each Sunday with pretty smiles on their faces. Churchgoers are those who have certain moral standards we perceive and certain customs and characteristics. For example, it is always easy to spot churchgoers at restaurants on Sundays after church for they are the ones with nice clothes and well-combed hair. So generally speaking, we expect that the church should be full of respectable people, those who take life serious, and those who seem to have everything together. However, what would your reaction be if the church pews began to fill up with those in our culture that cause us to be a bit worried, those that are a bit suspect, You know, people who live in the back alleys of life. Yes, what if the pews began to fill up with people who do not scrub behind their ears? You know, those drug addicts and those swingers and all those drunks. How would you respond if they start filling up the pews at church? How would you feel if they took your seat? And then it forced you to have to sit a little bit closer up to the front in church. You might respond the way that that one lady did to me many years ago. And she said to me, she said, you know, Pastor, we wanted to reach out to those lost people, but not those lost people. 
We need to reach out to normal lost people, whatever that means. Now, to make things worse, how would you feel if these people of ill repute came forward in repentance of their sins at communion, seeking that forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ? What if they drank from that same chalice as you? Frankly, this would cause you and me a bit of discomfort. You know, what are they doing in this church? What do they think they are doing sitting in my pew? Don't they know who that I am? Do they know what we are all about here? Have they read our statement of faith and what we believe? They can't possibly be Christians. They have just done too many bad things. Now, dear friends, the problem with the religious leaders in Luke's gospel reading, from the gospel reading of Luke, was that they struggled with Jesus welcoming sinners. Not only welcoming them, but actually eating with them as well. They began to grumble, our text says, that they grumbled amongst themselves at Jesus' acceptance of the ragamuffins of the day. You see, he not only welcomed the poor, he not only welcomed those who had illnesses, but he welcomed poor, miserable sinners. And he not only welcomed them, as we just said, but he actually rubbed elbows with them by eating with them. Eating with them, it actually showed an acceptance of them. That is to say, saying hi to a sinner or even shaking hands with a sinner is fine, but as soon as you eat with them, well, this just shows too much acceptance. It actually crosses the line. And when lines are crossed, religious people begin to grumble. And thus we see the problem. We see the problem with the religious leaders of that day. They did not understand that Jesus and his gospel were for sinners. Yes, the gospel, my friends, is for sinners only. And the church, yes, the church, the church right here, churches, yes, in general, yes, churches are for sinners only. You see, that means that the gospel is not for those who have convinced themselves that they are self-righteous, that they have it all together, that they have crossed their T's and dotted their I's and as if they are okay. You see, the self-righteous do not want the gospel and they think that they do not need it because they believe that they have everything together in their lives. And those who hide their sin, they're a whole other category in of itself. Well, these people who hold and hide their sins beneath all of their piousness, well, they don't think that they need the gospel either. And let us not forget those who celebrate their sin, those who try to actually normalize sin. These people are no different than the self-righteous and those who hide their sin because they have dismissed their sin by celebrating it and trying to normalize it. Indeed, a person who denies or conceals or celebrates their sin has no use for Jesus and no use for the gospel. When people act as if they are not sinners, whether they are self-righteous or if they're hiding their sins or if they are actually trying to celebrate their sins, they're essentially demonstrating that they have no use for Jesus and no use for his church. However, on the other hand, those who beat their breast and confess, God, have mercy on me, the sinner. Well, these are the people whom the kingdom of God belongs to. Yes, Jesus and his gospel are for sinners. 
It is for repentant sinners. Jesus and the gospel are for sinners who acknowledge their sins in thought, word, and deed. Jesus and his gospel are for those who understand the malady of their sin and desire the medicine of forgiveness. This idea, though, this idea of the gospel being for sinners only, it actually offended the religious leaders of the day. It also seems to offend many goody-two-shoe Christian churchgoers as well in our day and age. The reason why? Well, both the religious leaders of the first century and those in our day and age, they believe that they are not that bad of sinners. They think that they have somehow been raised above the category of sinner, above that status of sinner. They become actually oblivious to their sin because they become preoccupied with their own self-righteousness and then they end up judging other people's sins instead of judging their own. See, the scribes and the Pharisees, they wanted nothing to do with Jesus. They preferred perfect people. They preferred people like themselves. So they actually missed out, my friends. They did not draw near Jesus, and they did not draw near to life and salvation and forgiveness. They missed out on the kingdom of God, and that is what happens when we deny that we are sinners. When we deny that we are sinners, that actually simply leads us to be all alone, yes, lonely, in the hell of our own sins, separated from the Lord. Now, dear friends, the religious leaders, as we can hear today, they had it all wrong. And we get it wrong, too. You see, the gospel is not for the self-righteous, but it is for the sin-sick. The church is not a museum for saints, but it is indeed, as they say, a hospital for sinners. And the church is indeed for sinners only. And this is why we confess, yes, you and I, why we all confess every single Sunday that we are poor, miserable sinners in thought, word, and deed, and that we justly deserve God's righteous judgment upon us. In our confession of sin each Sunday, we're actually acknowledging that we are in this church as sinners, as beggars, that we are here, that we enter in through these doors of this church and we sit in these pews, we gather together to receive forgiveness, life, and salvation as beggars. Indeed, we are all beggars coming together to receive the free, warm bread, the forgiveness of sins. And dear friends, We all come to this church, not as the self-righteous jerks, but we come as sin-sick sinners. We come because we have been beaten up by the sins of this world, and we've been beaten up by our own sins ourselves that we have committed in thought, word, and deed. We come because we have become dirty by the muck of our sin. We come to this church knowing that this is the only place in the world that we're not only admitted as sinners, but forgiven as sinners as well. The good news is this. This is the essence of Christianity. This is the essence of Christianity. We come to church in repentance because we know that we are not perfect and we come with all of our failures. We come as idolaters. We come as rebels. We come as haters. We come as adulterers. We come as thieves. We come as gossips. We come as sinners to this church. We come before the Lord Jesus Christ with all of our broken and crushed hearts because we know that the Lord Jesus Christ not only welcomes sinners, but dines with them as well. And this is the way that it is with the church. 
In the church, you do not find perfect people, but you only find forgiven people. In the church, you find those who beat their breast and confess their sins boldly and boldly receive Jesus' word and Jesus' sacrament of his body and his blood for the forgiveness of sins all the more. So my friends, come. Come to the place where Jesus can be found, his church. Never quit coming to the Lord's church where the word and sacraments are proclaimed into your ears and poured upon your head and upon your tongue. Continually come and receive from Jesus, for you are his and he is yours. The great news is Jesus comes for sinners. He especially comes for sinners on Sunday mornings and, yes, even on Wednesday nights too. He comes to welcome you by his precious word and to dine with you in his holy supper. Indeed, the Lord welcomes sinners and he eats with them too. He welcomes and dines with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.